Welcome to the Nashville Vineyard Podcast. For more information, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Well, happy Sunday, Nashville Vineyard and others that are tuning in uh, this week. Um, it's, it's it's great to keep doing this. I know that we're uh, we're wanting to get back together and we're wanting to do it safely. And so um, we're going to have uh, an announcement coming out uh, in the next week or so that'll sort of outline our plans uh, going forward. Uh, but for now, here we are again. Uh, things are changing a little bit. I was able to get a haircut, so that's kind of nice. Uh, I've been wearing a hat for about four months now, so that's uh, it's been pretty good to be able to have a haircut. So uh, it seems like things are changing, but then it also seems like, wow, things are changing. And uh, and we're not sure where we're going. We're not sure what we're doing. Uh, we're not sure uh, what's going to happen uh, as we're in the middle of this time uh, during, uh, during, it seems like, a resurgence of, of the pandemic. And if uh, if you're anything like me, I can probably safely assume that if you're anything, you're tired. Uh, you're tired of, uh, of of trying to figure out what's going to happen. Uh, you're, tr- you're tired of having to navigate uh, your way through uh, a tremendous amount of bad news that seems to happen every day. Um, you're tired of, of seeing injustice. You're tired of, of feeling like you're not heard. Um, you're you're just tired and so I'm sorry uh, that we're here that we're going through that but you know um, the thing about uh, the gospel the thing about the Bible is is that it actually teaches us that uh, that it's in this time it's in it's in the midst of of suffering uh, that we're actually able to partake in the Lord's table Psalm 25 uh, says and we, we've talked about this a lot that we're uh, where we find ourselves uh, surrounded by our enemies, surrounded by death and theft and destruction, surrounded by all of those things that happen, um, wars and, and rumors of wars and all of that. It's in that place um, that the Lord prepares for us uh, a table, uh, that we're to sit down and we're to recline with him and we're to, to feast with him in the middle of that um, tumultuous uh, encounter that's Psalms 25 that he makes a table for us uh, in the presence of our enemies and so I just want to I want to encourage you before uh, we get into today's uh, talk um, I, I just want to encourage you that even though things seem um, like like you're you may be feeling uh, like you're walking through the, the valley of the shadow of death um, we do have a promise um, that he will be with us and that he will prepare for us uh, a table uh, that we can feast and rest in peace and to um, and to actually somehow uh, thrive in in the way of the kingdom uh, the scriptures tell us listen don't be surprised uh, when when suffering comes um, and and we we understand that uh, because we identify uh, with Jesus our, our Messiah and our Savior because we we uh, we live with him and he lives within us um, we understand that we can know him uh, not just in the power that comes from his resurrection, but also uh, know him in his sufferings. And, and there's something about 
going through a time like this, as bad as it is, and, and we don't want to wish this uh, ever again, and, and we're praying that, that we get through it, we're praying that um, that this, this comes to an end, but there's something about this opportunity to really begin to know Christ and know his sufferings. And so James tells us, don't be surprised uh, when trials come, when suffering comes. And it's in that time that we're supposed to, to exercise our faith and, and to begin to, to put our hope yet again uh, in Jesus. And so I just want to encourage you before we, before we launch in here real quick, um, take, some, take some time this week uh, to, to find that place of peace in, in the midst of the chaos, to, to intentionally look uh, for where, Lord, where are you setting the table? You say that you, you prepare a table for me. Uh, I can definitely see my enemies. I'm having a hard time finding the table. And so uh, begin to make that your prayer, your heart's cry. Um, I, I don't know. I just found myself this week. It, it's hard to to stay sort of in the game, so to speak, mentally with everything going on. But somewhere in the middle of that, I found myself just in this place of uh, deep desire and longing to to be with my Savior, to be with Jesus. And that's the invitation for us uh, this week is that, and every week is that we actually can commune with him. We can, we can sit with him. Uh, we can run to him and, and Jesus is continually calling to us and beckoning to us to come. And so that's, that's the invitation uh, this week for, for us, I believe, is that we just, we find our table in, in the presence of this. And so my prayer uh, for you is that you will be able uh, to to find your table. Prayer for me, Lord, where's the table? I need it. Um, and so let, I, I just encourage you to lean into that. I'm gonna say a quick prayer, and and then we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Acts uh, this week. Um, so Lord Jesus, we do thank you. We thank you that you do prepare for us a table uh, in the presence of our enemies. And Lord, we feel surrounded, and we feel. Um, we feel tired and we feel fear and we feel all of these things. But Father, you say that in you uh, there is perfect love and that perfect love casts out fear. And so we just want, we just want to find uh, the table. Would you lead us? Uh, would, 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 you, would you cause us to lie down uh, by the still waters? Would you, would you make for us a place, a home uh, in you? Jesus, we thank you for the promises that you give us in your scripture. We thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, would you come in, in, in even more of a way right now? Would your presence begin to fill our homes, uh, our hearts, um, our, our, our places of, of being, our, our bedrooms, wherever we're at? Would, would your presence come even greater? And would you, would you give us ears to see and eyes to hear and hearts to receive what it is you have for us today? It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. So very quickly, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about um, Acts. We're still in Acts. We're coming up to the end of Acts. Uh, I hope you're, you're reading along. There's just, um, there's just so much uh, in, this, in this book. There's so much in each chapter. And honestly, like I've gone back and forth, I, I feel like I should just read the whole chapter. Um, I'm not going to do that uh, because I know that a lot of you will just tune it out. Um, because that's what I would do if I was sitting here trying to watch somebody read something on this thing and all of that. But please uh, take some time to, to read these chapters. Listen, we're saying this and, and we didn't even know how 
how prophetic and right this was. But we've been saying uh, since the beginning, since last year, actually, that uh, Acts is not just a, a history book. It's a field guide. And my goodness, um, it certainly seems that way. And, you know, think about last fall. We had no idea that we'd be in the midst of this time. Um, but each week, each time I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a chapter, each time I'm going through, man, I'm understanding, wow, this is actually, it really is a field guide. It really is a manual. It really is something to help us in how do we navigate as followers of Jesus? How do we navigate times and, and seasons and trials and conflicts and, and, and growth and, and, and famine and, and all of those sort of things that we're finding in these pages of the, of the book of Acts? And so I encourage you to read this and to think for yourself to say, boy, okay, I'm, I'm going to put myself in this position and this story and, and to begin to say, okay, what does Acts tell me about how this should be? This is, this is what we're doing right now. This is our conversation. And so here we are, we're finding ourselves in Acts chapter 24. So in Acts chapter 24, just to set the scene very quickly, um, Paul, Paul has been um, harangued and uh, arrested, imprisoned. Uh, but nobody's quite sure what's going on. Um, he, he's, he's there uh, in Jerusalem, and, um, and so he gets, gets arrested. Um, the, uh, the ruler doesn't really know what to do with him. Um, they, they find out that uh, there's a plot uh, by some of the Jewish community there to, uh, to kill him, to uh, assassinate Paul. Nobody wants that blood on their hands, and so they take Paul by cover of night, and they transport him to another ruler in another town, and his name is Felix. And so in this one, um, you will see uh, that that he's there now. And so he's coming to Felix, and Felix is like, man, what's going on? And so Paul's like, seriously, bro, I, I just was hanging out in the temple, and all of a sudden these people came. You can read it for yourself. That That's Maybe that's the message version of, of Acts chapter 24. But basically, Paul is sitting there. He's trying to tell uh, the governor what's going on, um, why he's here, all of that sort of stuff. While he's in the middle of doing that, in come uh, some of the high priests, uh, and they begin to bring a case uh, against Paul. Um, meanwhile, uh, the, the governor, again, isn't really wanting to get involved in all of this, but he's not wanting to make any waves as well. And so he, he continues... Uh, to to go on with this trial, this period uh, of time where he's trying to investigate. And really what he's actually doing is trying to, uh, what, what it says in the scriptures is that um, he's hoping that eventually Paul will pay him off. And, uh, and, and so he'll get some money out of it. Um, that doesn't happen. Uh, and Paul spends two years sitting here uh, in, in this sort of, um, almost like he's in an asylum uh, you know, in an embassy or something like that. He's got, he, his friends can come and go. He can't leave. Uh, and so this is where we find Paul as we finish up chapter 24. And so as we're reading this, as I was reading and studying it, there's a couple of things that just really stuck out to me uh, that, that I thought, um, I thought was really interesting. So, so pic picture the scene, okay? Uh, on the one hand, you have um, sort of the the religious power brokers, uh, and they're coming and they're levying charges uh, against Paul, primarily around um, his um, his following, his teaching, and his his love of Jesus. So then you have you have those that sect that's coming and bringing charges against him, and then you have the political power brokers uh, in in the governors here that are trying to to figure out uh, what to do with all of this, and um, all of it seems honestly probably a bit silly to them. 
Um, and they even say as much like, what does this have to do with us? I mean, this is something that you guys are having like a theological difference on. Like, why do we have to get involved? Uh, but at the same time, they're hoping for payoffs. They're hoping to to get out of um, any sort of, you know, sticky situation. It is politics after all, and it's hard to make a decision apparently when you're in politics. And so uh, you have these two different characters at play. You have the, the religious power brokers on this hand, and on this hand you have um, the political power brokers. And both of them are coming, and they're detaining, they're accusing, and, uh, and, and they're, they're trying to get at uh, Paul, who's stuck in the middle, and who, who is trying his best uh, to be obedient to Christ and to, to follow uh, Jesus uh, as best that he can during this time. I don't know about you, but that sounds like something we may be experiencing currently. And I, I just, what stuck out to me was what Paul was focused on and how Paul responded uh, to all of this stuff for two years. Here's what Paul does. And I'll, I'll read it. This is in uh, chapter 24. Um, chapter 24, verse 24. And it says this, And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, uh, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. This is verse 25. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call you. Meanwhile, this is verse 26. Meanwhile, as he hoped that money would be given him by Paul, that he might release him. Therefore, he sent him for him more often and conversed with him. But after two years, uh, Portius Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound. So, so here's what struck me. This is what Paul spent his time doing in the midst of this divisive, divided uh, onslaught attack. He talked about Jesus. He talked about righteousness. He talked. It says here in verse 25, he reasoned about righteousness, about self-control, and about the judgment to come. He was focused on Jesus. His words were saturated with Jesus. Uh, he talked about righteousness. What does righteousness mean? It means that God is coming to set things right, to set order uh, to things that, that are in chaos. He, he begins to say, listen, the only way that, that there will be um, a peace in the land, and this, this, at this time there wasn't a lot of peace. There was a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of factions that were rising up, a lot of zealots that were coming up. So Paul's talking to the political authorities and he's saying, hey, listen, I want to tell you about God's kingdom. I want to tell you about how his kingdom comes. And when he comes and when his kingdom comes, there is righteousness that comes. A righteous order will begin to, to prevail. He begins to talk about that. He begins to talk about uh, self-control. Man, what, a, what an interesting concept to spend time right now, anytime talking about the idea of self-control. It's even one of the fruits of the spirit. How should we be acting? How, how, does, how does our uh, our scriptures tell us that, that we react in, in maybe the most pointed times of chaos and accusation and all of that. Imagine being Paul. Imagine being harangued. Imagine seeing p potential death sentences uh, thrown after you. And what is Paul thinking about? What is he talking about? He's talking about self-control, which means he, he probably had self-control. This is an interesting thing to spend your days 
uh, in a prison uh, for being uh, arrested for following Jesus to talk about self-control and, and the judgment to come. In other words, he says, listen, this ain't all there is. And you think that you're in power and you think all of this sort of stuff, but, but there is a day that's coming. And there's a day where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess there is but one king and his name is Jesus. And his kingdom is very different uh, from the kingdoms of this earth. His kingdom uh, is not a political party. His kingdom is not a religious sect. He is King Jesus. And King Jesus does what King Jesus does. And so one day, this will all be made new. This will all be made right. And we will be able to sit under our king who will reign supreme over everything else. Paul spends his days, he spends his time in political prison talking about God making things right, talking about having self-control, and talking about the day of, of the Lord that is coming. So, Christians, how should we be responding right now? What should we be doing? How should we be thinking? What should we be talking about? What should we be posting about? What, what should be our focus right now? Hmm, it seems like again, Acts is speaking to us and it's Jesus. He's our focus. He's our king. We are, we are aliens. We are not of this world. So you wanna talk about something, talk about Jesus. If you're not talking about Jesus, if you're not talking about righteousness, if you're not talking about self-control and exhibiting self-control, and you're not talking about the judgment to come, maybe you shouldn't be talking. I don't know. And so I think, I think one of the things the Lord is telling us as believers is to say, look, here are your talking points. Here are your, here, here's your thought trains. Here's your thought life. It's Jesus. The only way that anything is getting done is, is Jesus. It's just, I mean, it's just all we have. All our hope is nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. He's our hope. He, he's our foundation. He's our joy. He's our peace. He's our savior. He's our deliverer. He's our rescuer. He's, he's, our, he's our firm foundation. He is our all in all. He is supreme and he is coming back. Boy, that's enough to be talking about right now. And so Jesus followers, I'm talking to you. If you want to know what to think about right now, if you want to know how to speak, if you want to know uh, how to react, if you want to know how to react to accusations, how, how to react to, to attacks, how, how to react to people being mean on social media, this is it. You talk about Jesus. You talk about righteousness. You talk about self-control. And it's hard to talk about self-control without having it. And you talk about the day of the Lord that's coming. When we're all going to come to the mountain Come to the mountain of the Lord and we're all going to sit at his feet. And he is going to put right righteousness. He's going to make right this, this broken world. These are our talking points. This is what we're thinking about. And so if Paul can do it in prison, Paul, the apostle, uh, I don't know what your life is like, but I will tell you, Paul, way more of a Christian than I am. Like he's like level 10 Christian. I'm like negative five, right? So he's, he's a big deal Christian. And so Paul is doing this. I think, I think we're supposed to do it too. So I want you to envision the religious power brokers. You know what's interesting? 
depending upon your sides, you're, you're envisioning the other side. But it's just the same. It's the religious power brokers. And I want you to envision the political power brokers, those that are against you. And then I want you to see yourself as Paul sitting in the prison, talking to both of them about Jesus, about righteousness, about self-control, and about the coming day of the Lord. And if that's our focus, I'm betting, like Paul, we'll be able to last. We'll, we'll be able to, to continue to, uh, to, to be in a place uh, in, in between a rock and a hard place for years and years, still being fruitful in our ministries. And by the way, you're, if you're a Jesus follower, you're a minister. We're going to find ourselves still there, still being fruitful. Otherwise, that might not be the outcome. And so if we stray from our talking points, if we stray from our thought life, our thinking points, if we find ourselves getting caught up in, in the, the things that are frothing around us, well, we may not be able to continue to, to produce fruit. Um, this is a very believer-focused message, I get it, but that's kind of my job, is to uh, equip the saints for the work of the ministry and speaking to, to people in power uh, and people that are against us about Jesus, about righteousness, about self-control, and about the day of the Lord, that is the ministry, right? And so, uh, so if you're not a Jesus follower, listen, I say it each week, boy, oh boy, it's a great time. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this is like the time to follow Jesus uh, because I don't see anyone else worth following, quite honestly. Uh, and so if, if, you're, uh, if you're not a Jesus follower, maybe you've been gone uh, from the faith for a while, uh, I want to I encourage you. The Lord is standing there. He's waiting with open arms to welcome you into the family, welcome you back into the family, and, and begin to, to show you what life can be like as a citizen of, of a kingdom that does not exist here. Okay? So we're, we have uh, new believer groups um, every week, and it's basically you and me and some of our other pastors will hop on a Zoom call. And we'll talk to you. Just hear your story. Understand where you're coming from. And, and we'll tell you more about Jesus. So if, if you'd like to do that, sign up for that. We'll have it coming this week. Um, we have uh, healing rooms, online healing rooms. Um, we're seeing a tremendous amount of healing uh, popping up all over the place. Um, not just through the church, but through other people uh, that we know of and, and partners that are just seeing astounding things happen. So if you are sick, um, if you're afraid, uh, this would be a really good time. Sign up for one of those. Um, I, I can't tell you how many stories of COVID uh, that I've heard that have been uh, healed. And, uh, and so um, the Lord is in the business of, of healing. And uh, we would love to pray for you that. Sign up for that too. Uh, our small groups are meeting uh, sporadically throughout the, throughout the city, throughout the area. Uh, some are meeting online. Some are meeting um, in person. Some are meeting outside. Um, it's, it's just so much better if you don't do this alone, guys. So, so please go and, and sign up for one of those. That's, that's on our page as well uh, right now. Um, I'm going to pray for you, and, uh, and then we're going we're gonna to call it uh, for this week. But I, I just want to encourage you. Listen, 
there are good things ahead of us. Uh, I have a tremendous amount of hope. I have a tremendous amount of peace. I have a tremendous amount of joy, to be honest with you. Um, even though it doesn't look like it, when I look around, I don't, I don't have reason for that. But I've placed my hope in Jesus. And when you do that, you, you place your hope with the Redeemer, the Restorer, uh, the Creator. And so I know that there's something afoot. I know that, that there is more of His kingdom yet to be seen and yet to come. And I know the best days are still ahead of us. And so I hope my prayer is that you will be able to experience that, that peace as well. So I'm going to pray for you. Um, if, if, you're, if you're finding yourself being uh, particularly anxious or, or afraid right now, um, I understand that. You're not crazy. Uh, you have every reason to be, um, but you don't have to be. And so I, I'd like to pray especially for that right now. I feel like there's, uh, there's something that the Lord is wanting to do to begin to deliver that and lift that off of you because he did not give you a spirit of fear, uh, but of, of a sound mind. Okay, so so we're gonna we're gonna press into that. If if you could, if that's you, if if wherever you're at right now, if you want to just take a moment, and uh, what we do is we hold our hands out like this. Uh, uh, there we go, uh, as though we're receiving something because you're getting ready to receive his peace, and so that that's just why we hold our hands out uh, in in this way. I don't know, it's a habit, but just do it. Uh, and so, so if you could just hold your hands out like you're getting ready to receive a gift, uh, I'm going to pray and, and then we'll close here. Uh, dear, dear Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that, that we get to follow you. The Prince of Peace. Peace personified. It's amazing. And then you offer us your peace. And so right now, Lord, we just choose to lay down. We drop our fear and our anxiety and our worry and our depression and, and, and our, our dread. We just lay those down at your feet and we receive your peace. Would you forgive us for, for falling into those temptations of fear? Would you forgive us for our sins? Would you cleanse us of all unrighteousness? Would you wash us pure and clean again? Holy Spirit, would you fill us up? Would you fill us up, up to overflow? And we receive you the peace of Christ in Jesus' name. And so right now, I just take authority over you and, uh, and over these things that are, that are causing you to experience fear, that are causing you to experience worry and anxiety and dread. And I just rebuke those right now in Jesus' name. Uh, I cancel your assignment uh, over the church and, and over the people that are watching this right now. You have no place uh, here. We've just admitted that, that we now receive um, Jesus' peace. And so any other voices right now, uh, I just command them to silence in Jesus' name. And right now we just receive peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, that might have been a little weird for you. I don't really care. We can talk about that uh, in, in the New Believer class uh, if you'd like. Uh, otherwise, folks, I cannot wait. I can't wait to get together. I can't wait uh, to, to, to come together and worship together, have communion together, all of that. And it's coming soon. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be getting some more information out uh, about that. And in the meanwhile, we love you. We're praying for you. Uh, if you need anything, send us an email, um, info at nashvillevineyard.org, and we'll see what we can do um, 
and uh, and we'll we'll uh, look forward to to being with you again right back here next week. All right. For all upcoming events, for more information about the Nashville Vineyard Church, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day.